All right, everybody, this is Perez B. The Reb. Thanks for joining the revolution. I don't claim to know everything, but you can't talk to me about anything. We have the privilege of having Rabbi Y.Y. Rubenstein in the studio with us just for a brief moment. And uh, as you know, he is somebody who is world-renowned. I don't want to flatter him in front of him or even, even when he's not here, but the truth is that he's become a, a well and uh, a well-respected and beloved personality in the Jewish community and beyond. He has, audience, has audiences with the Queen of England, is well-known on, on the BBC. I always thought BBC stored for Buy Bigger Clothing, but the British Broadcasting Network has made him one of their own, somebody who is renowned for his eloquence, for his um, deep and piercing gimlet insight into things which we may take for granted, but his, uh, his wit, his sense of humor, and his... His true love of uh, everything pertaining to authentic Yiddishkeit uh, is just uh, effervescent. So, Rabbi Rubenstein, thank you very much for joining us today. A real pleasure. Thank you. Um, could we ask you what the YY stands for? Yeah, Gloria. That's what I thought. I wasn't yep. quite sure, but yep. it, it rhymes in, in, yeah, in, yeah. in, in any yep. case. Yep. Uh, I had the privilege of hearing uh, hearing you speak at the at the White Shul in Far Rockaway. And uh, at that point, you had come out with a, a small book it was a small book with large messages. And can you tell us a little bit about that one? And do you have anything coming out right at the moment? I know you're very prolific, and not only that, but you write a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the, the book you're talking about was called The Little Book for Big Worries, Dealing with Serious Illness. So here comes chutzpah in wholesale amounts. I think everybody should have it. Not because I'm trying to sell them. Um, in fact, we made the price the lowest. But there's a couple of books every Jew has to have in there on their shelf. Every Jew has to have, I suppose, the art scroll book on mourning, because at some point you'll need to know how to do that. I think everybody also needs to have Rabbi Yaakov Hillel's book on phony Kabbalists, Faith and Folly. Yes. And I think chutzpah, I know it is, but you need this book as well. It tells you how to help people who are not well, how to say the right things, how not to say the wrong things, how to deal with hospitals, the whole protocol for that, how to over, how to help people who are struggling with childlessness. I think it's it's an important book, and I'm really very humbled that it's helped lots and lots of people. And interestingly, commercial flop. Why? Because people went into places like Eichler's and various others and uh, stores, saw it, picked it up, and saw the word illness and dropped it as though they were electrocuted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I have none left. It sold out because people who are sick or who got it who were sick, uh, they would then go out and buy 100. Wow and go and take it. There's one guy here whom I visited yesterday who sadly has got cancer. He bought 50, and he took them to to the uh, to the oncology suite where he gets his, uh, his treatment every month, and he simply gave them out to the people there. Somebody wrote to me and said, Robert Rubenstein, I want to thank you very much. You don't know me, but your book turned uh, two hours of hell into two hours where we laugh. Talk about the ideas. Thank you very much. So I'm... Um, not tell us a little bit about what's in the book, and then I want to tell people where they can get hold of it. Well, basically, um, sadly, my late wife passed away from breast cancer after five years. So generally, it is based on my own experiences. Uh, it has in it a very important piece of advice, um, because when you're dealing with serious illness, and if God forbid you're ill yourself, lots of very nice and well-meaning people will say some incredibly dumb things. And the very wise Rebetzin in Yerushalayim told me once at the beginning of that particular odyssey, um, keep an idiot book. Mm. And instead of being upset, then what you do is you laugh. Because there's one lady who said to my late wife, oh, you've got breast cancer, don't you? And my wife said, yes. You know, Mrs. Cohen's got the same as you, and she got a brocha from a tzaddik that she should live long enough to see all her children married off. Now that, that sounds like something that's kind of innocuous and not a terrible thing to say. She then went on to say, why are you marrying off your children so quickly? Mm. <laughs> mm. No, you see, it's that. At that point, she became number one in the idiot book. Uh, not an, a bad person, a good person. Yeah, a good person. That's a, you know, It's kind of like that story about sensitivity about the sergeant who says, uh, who starts telling people, you know, uh, Goldberg, your mother just died. Or he'll say something like, uh, Addison, your father just dropped dead. So the, uh, the, the captain told him, so you have to be, learn to be a lot more sensitive. Next time, just be more sensitive and, you know, think a little bit. The so next time something happened, he said, all right, everybody's got a mother that's alive, front center. 
Goldberg, not so fast. <laughs> exactly. Right. But that's the type of thing yeah. where a person's ins insensitivity transgresses that which a person, you know, ordinarily wouldn't do. So just, I know you have to go, so kindly just tell us a little bit, one anecdote, and then tell people where they can get the, get, get the book. One, one anecdote. Uh, which you well, already did, but just another one. Okay, so my wife had a cousin, a first cousin, who had cancer. She was called Dora. Um, originally from Edinburgh, capital of Scotland. And Dora had cancer, if I remember rightly, 17 times. Mm. Brain, breasts, uh, ovaries. Uh, she was a medical miracle. Um, when the doctors used to come to visit her, then there was a flock of other doctors to look at her. And Dora lived to be 75 and died of a heart attack. Ha ha. Um, you know, it's important to hear about the Doras, to discover people who are like Doras and tell people about Doras. Not the people who didn't make it. There are lots of people who do make it. And the progress, and at the back of the book I've got three doctors, all students of mine, um, who write about the progress in these fields. People have to hear about that. Here's the main thing. The Jewish perspective, when it comes to illness, hope. We live on hope. And thank God there's a lot more hope coming through through his chesed to help a lot more people. People need to know about that. And you get the book from the publisher's Lakewood-based Israel uh, bookstore. Bookstore, fine institution, yes. Fine institution, get them on their website or... Of course, you can get them in the, the nearest bookstore to you. Okay, it is called The Little Book of Big Worries by Rabbi Y.Y. Four Big Worries. Little Book, little book Four, four big, big Worries. Little Book Four Big Worries. I advise everybody to go out and get it. You should never have to really need it, but those people who do need it, they will benefit from it. And you know what? We all need to learn that type of sensitivity, how to talk to people, and how to respond to situations. Rabbi Y.Y. Rubenstein, we wish you a great and fray look and thank you. <laughs> for adding to the simple of everybody merely by your words of wisdom and by your, your constant effervescent joy and sharing that with all of us. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Can we get a bracha from you? Yes. The bracha I normally write in books when I'm selling them, I want to give to all your listeners without buying a book. You should have a life of achievement. Amen. That's the best bracha I think you can ever get. Amen. We're looking forward to it. Thank you very much. We'll be in touch. Rabbi Y.Y. Rubenstein, right here on J. Ruth, the station that listens to you. This is Parents Be the Reb. Thanks for joining the revolution. You can reach me at 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. We've got Monty Fuchs coming up, a dying for a month. He's talking about Hilchus Purim. You'll need to know about that. We'll be right back with more right after this. Parrots B, the Reb. Thanks for joining the revolution. <laughs>
Odani, this is Parents B with you, the Reb, and we are just standing days before Purim. You know, the latest news is that that, uh, that draft bill unfortunately passed in Israel, and now we're going to have to see what's going to, going to happen. I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, I'm afraid to think about it, but let's say, God forbid, you know, they, they take some of these people and they say, okay, you're, you're, you're not going in and you want to learn, so they're going to put them someplace, they're going to learn anyway, and then the government's going to wind up paying for it in any case. So why not just let them be and avoid all that? You know, the, these things have a way of turning around. What's your reaction to what's going on? Meanwhile, the Hashem, the, the election in Beit Shemesh, um, the, uh, the group that we were, were rooting for did win. We hope that that's going to make a difference in, in life there for everybody. But, you know, we have to realize that a Kaddish Baruch who's in control. We have to say, that is it. Ad Khan. We're not going to let these bullies push us around. It's very interesting by Hanukkah, you know, when it was a physical, when it was a, a, a physical response, that was only because they were attempting to uproot the Ruchnius. It's a fascinating concept. I'm sure you've heard it before. When there's an attempt to undermine Klal Yisrael from a, a spiritual perspective, then our response has to be physical. But when it's an effort to uproot the Ruchnius, the spirituality of, uh, of Klal Yisrael, well, I'm sorry, when it's an effort to uproot the, the spirituality, then our response has to be physical, which it was then. But when it's an attempt to wipe us out physically, which was what Hamana Russia and Ahasuerus wanted to do during that time, then it can only be an outpouring of tefillah, a spiritual response. And that's why now, when we see what, what, what's going on in Eretz Israel, I guess... Some people would say it has to be a spiritual response and a physical response. The physical response not being one which is violent, but one which, and where we raise our own resources and say, you know what, we don't need you to subsidize us. We will have the, the wherewithal within our own. Our Kaddish Baruch will provide the, the resources. They have to learn that they're not going to push the Yidden around in Eretz Israel. They have to learn that this is a, a country that is only in existence by dint of the Torah. Torah Sibelana Moshe Marasha Kilis Yaakov. Now, I'm not talking about a bunch of fanatics and, and canoes. I don't care what kind of yarmulke they wear or don't wear. We're not talking about fanatics. We're talking about the decent, normal Ha'om Hamon Am of the B'nai and Benos Torah. I'm talking about the people that are the yeshiva light, the people that, that live their lives through Torah and Derech Heretz, that understand that Derech Heretz is part and parcel I'm not talking about just going to work. I'm talking about the common behavior, the midos that a person is required to have. Those are the shining examples of who we are and what we are as Klal Yisrael. And that will lead the way out of, out of darkness. Anyway, what did you think about the election today? What do you think about it? What do you think our response needs to be? Are you upset about it? Or are you going to do anything about it? And what are your thoughts before Perm? Our number here is 718 I want to thank Rabbi Y.Y. Rubenstein for joining us on the program. His... Uh, his great book about how to deal with with very serious illness situations. And don't be frightened by the word illness. It's meant for everybody who's in a difficult situation, particularly in that situation. But you should get it. You should read it. You should learn how to deal with people in that situation and also how to just behave in a, in a proper manner and how to react. So get that book. It's by Rabbi Y.Y. Rubenstein, the little book for big worries. So get hold of it today. You can get it at the Israel Bookshop in Lakewood. They're the publisher, and uh, if they don't have it at your local bookstore, make sure to order it. He is a uh, profoundly deep thinker, and not only that, but eloquent, articulate, and filled with the love of, uh, of his fellow human being, and particularly his fellow, his fellow member of Am Yisrael. Rabbi Y.Y. Rubenstein, we thank him for joining us here on J-Root. I want to thank my good friend Iran and everybody else here on J-Root for joining us. This is the station that listens to you. This is Peretz B. So tell me, what's on your mind today? Do you have a thought about what happened in the elections in Beit Shemesh or about the elections dealing with, um, with the draft law? You know that the British Prime Minister is going to be speaking if he hasn't spoken already today, and there's supposed to be a big brouhaha about that. And we may find that we have allies that we didn't even imagine on the left, on the Labor Party, because there's a, there's a plan to walk out, and I don't think anybody wants that, but we're going to see what's going to happen. Give me a call at 718-683-5858, What did you think about the elections? What are your thoughts about Perm? What are you going to do to make it happy for somebody else? 
and we'll be listening to Rabbi Mordechai Fuchs right after this. I just want to mention that uh, this is Parents Be the Reb. You can reach me on my email at eichlermedia at gmail.com when you're looking for an inspirational or motivational speech for your next event, parlor meeting, or your uh, or your friends. Gather together at uh, any convocation. Don't hesitate to contact us at Eichler Media. We'll be happy to provide the um, the aforementioned speeches and schmoozum at uh, at a to- on a topic of your of your desire. You can reach us here at seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. You can always reach me Bezrit Shem at Eichler Media E I C H L E R Media at Gmail dot com. Don't forget about the big Kazakh event coming up. You can reach them at Kazakh Online. Uh, we were hoping to speak to them before Perm, but we'll see if we can get hold of them and see what's going on. But meanwhile, you can reach me here at 718-683-5858, and we'll be back with Rabbi Mordecai Fuchs. of the Jewish world, jrootradio.com. All right, everybody, this is Paris Be the Reb. Stand by with a great for a great interview on Hilkas Perm with Rabbi Mordechai Fuchs, the, um, the renowned Dian from Lakewood, New Jersey. He's going to be coming on in just a few minutes. First, we have a guest appearance by Rabbi Yaniv Meir from 
Chazak, I want to thank you very much for joining us. You've got a big event coming up. You're one of the prime Kirov movers in uh, in in uh, Queens, New York, where I grew up in uh, Holliswood, Jamaica States. And uh, I wish we would have had an organization like Chazak then. Who knows what the community would have looked like way back then. So tell us about the uh, the event coming up and what we can expect. First of all, Rabbi, it's my pleasure and honor to be on your radio uh, program. Thank you very much. Covered Guttle. All right, talk to us. What's going on? When is it, and what what are some of the main events? The big Chazak event is expected to be on March 30th uh, in about two and a half weeks from uh, today, and uh, we're expecting to have over 1,200 uh, people in attendance. We have three world-renowned speakers, including Rabbi Zechariah Wallerstein from Ornava, in Brooklyn, and uh, Rabbi Pesach Krohn, the famous Magid, uh, Magid series, the books, and the famous Mohal. And last but not least, we're going to be having uh, the one and only Charlie Harari, who is uh, very famous in the Jewish community for uh, being an inspirational and motivational speaker. So those are three world-renowned speakers that are going to be at the big event. Aside from the speakers, we're going to have a guest singer, and a guest entertainer. Last year we had the guest singer, God Albaz. Uh, he came in as a surprise, and people were just jumping up in the air, and they were very happy and excited. It was a major Kiddush Hashem, and uh, the entertainer was David Leventon, a mentalist. As of right now, I do not have permission to uh, let the secret uh, and the surprise out to the public. Uh, whoever comes and uh, will be lucky enough to be there uh, will uh, be able to uh, enjoy what, a surprise pertaining to what? We're going to be having a surprise singer, a world-renowned singer, and a surprise entertainer, uh, whether it's a mentalist or, or a magician. Okay, well, I'm sure everybody will enjoy the surprise. Now, just tell us, if you would, what it is that Kazakh does and who the people are that it reaches out to and why this event is something that may may help a lot of people, just like we do here at JRoot, which is you know, designed to, to reach out to to everybody and anybody. It's Kiruv Karopim and Kiruv Rehokim as well. So tell us who you're reaching and what you hope the event will 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 enjoin and what it will engender. Well, the organization's name is Chazak, and as we all know, Chazak in Hebrew means strong or to strengthen. And uh, that's exactly the motto of the organization, to strengthen uh, Torah values, to strengthen the community, to build a stronger future, to make that uh, the next generation will be living better lives than what we are, and to make it that uh, every single Yid, every single Jew will know uh, what it means to be a Yid. And, uh, like that's you exactly said, what we do. That's what we do here at J-Root. That's exactly the message, the, the raison d'etre of J-Root Radio, which, by the way, is heard not only on the FM channel, but is also heard on the on the web and also on our apps on Android and an iPhone. But yeah, we have a lot in common about that. But you're reaching yeah. primarily to the to the Queens community, which has how how many thousands of, of Yidner living in the in your uh, geographic area now? So Chazak is based in Queens, and Baruch Hashem it is expanding slowly but surely to be a, a global organization. Not only that, um, but around the world. That's right, right, Baruch Hashem. And uh, just like you said about Jerut, that uh, you guys are Mikariv Rechoikim and Mechazik Akrovim, Chazak does exactly that. We have programming for young and old men and women, for religious and not yet religious. We have programs for everyone. We have over a dozen different programs, including live events on a consistent basis with world-renowned speakers. And we have a women's division and a men's division and a teens division with kids from local public schools that have no connection to Yiddishkeit or to Judaism. And they come and they, they learn and they get inspired and they uh, we help them with regards to all their issues unfortunately many of these uh, youngsters are, are uh, living uh, living uh, they're not living I should say they're not living they, they're literally uh, empty they're, they have uh, they have no friends they're on the streets they're on drugs they're they're, 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 they're unfortunately many bad things are happening and they're, they're getting in trouble with the law and Chazak is there to take care of these kids take them off the streets and we bring them home uh, into uh, our program, and we have mentors over there, and we have food for them, and we have trips for them, and we build them into normal human beings that are part of society. We try to help them find jobs, and they have a nice job, and we try to help them find the shidduchim. They get married, they build the Baisnam on Beisrael, and the Baruch Hashem, we bring back many. So we're very, very happy about that. Ken Yerbu, once again, the event is where and when, and how do people reach you? Uh, the event, once again, is on March 30th, 2014. What, what uh, day of the week is that? 
It's Sunday night. Okay. Uh, it's going to be held at Forest Hills High School in uh, Queens. It's a block away from the Bedgerville Community Center where we do a lot of the programs uh, where we uh, run the learning program over there and our team division takes place over there. And within Forest Hills High School, which is a high school uh, for, obviously, the public high school, there's over a thousand Jewish students in there, and that's who our main target is. So the fact that we're renting out that actual school and having a sheer an event over there is a very, very big milestone. Uh, it's scheduled for 6.30, the doors open, and uh, the event is scheduled to begin at 7 o'clock. Uh, ticket information is uh, $25, $36, $52, or VIP seating. Uh, more information can be obviously seen on our website, which is www.chazak.org. That's chazak with a Q.org. Chazak for a Q with a Q because uh, strengthening Queens, by the way. Yeah, right, Queens. You're doing it out there. That's your Maria Mayer. Thank you very much for joining us here on JRoot. We're looking forward to the event. Hope it's going to be a smash hit success. Bez Hashem, we wish you a Freilich Apurim, and hopefully you're going to be putting a smile on a lot of people's faces from uh, from that point on once they get to realize how sweet and beautiful Yiddishkeit really is, authentic Yiddishkeit. There's nothing else out there, and it's the it's the real thing. Thanks for joining us here. Chazak, chazak, v'nis chazek. This is Parents Be the Reb with you. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. All right, everybody, we're going to be listening to Rabbi Mordechai Fuchs. He's a well-renowned well, renowned, that's redundant. He's a renowned Dayan from Lakewood, New Jersey, talking about certain halakhas that we need to know about Purim. And uh, one of the things that you have to know is, is that there's no mitzvah to get shikr if you cannot control yourself or you're going to do or say things which are inappropriate. Absolutely no mitzvah at all. Remember, the focus of the day is on Meshalach Manas, Matanas Yilbyonim, hearing the Megillah being read, the Sudas Purim, and, of course, remembering to make somebody else happy. And one of the, the emphases has to be on Matanas Levionim, that should be even more than the Mashalach Monas. But you'll hear Rabbi Fuchs talking about that. And the Shikras, yeah, to get drunk, to, you know, to get a little bit out of it, that's a mitzvah only if you can control yourself and to remember that it has to be done in the context of the spirit of Purim. If you can't do it, stay away from the alcohol and don't do it because then it's no mitzvah. In fact, it's an avera to do it. We want to urge everybody. It's not a blanket heter. It is not some type of carte blanche to just go berserk. I mean, you just have to look at the way some of the world behaves uh, on a uh, on a holiday that, that they celebrate, which is merely one as a, an excuse to drink in honor of... Um, a member of a particular ethnic group, but if you ever watch the way many of those people behave, it is anathema to not only everything that is decent, humane, and moral, but certainly to that which uh, we as as Jews express. When a person is shikr, the, the kedusha, the sanctity of who that person is, should be revealed, not things which are the diametric opposite. So keep that in mind. All right, Rabbi Mordechai Fuchs, a dying from Lakewood. We're going to have his interview right now. This is Peretz B, the Reb. You can always reach me at Eichler Media, E-I-C-H-L-E-R Media, at gmail.com for any comments. And if I can be privileged to speak at any one of your events, please don't hesitate hesitate to reach me, EichlerMedia at gmail.com. Remember, in the words of Hillel, the rest is commentary now, and go and learn, which is what we're going to do with Rabbi Mordechai Fuchs. Hi, everybody. This is Perez Baruch Eichler, and we have the privilege of speaking with Rabbi Mordechai Fuchs, a dying from the base Havad in Lakewood. And in Yoni Dioma, we are holding by just before Purim. And uh, there are a lot of things to know, needing clarification and uh, guidance so that we make sure that we celebrate this enormously powerful Yontif, uh, al Din. So I want to introduce Rai Mordechai Fuchs, who has graced these microphones before and uh, is going to share his erudition, not only that, but his das with us pertaining to Inyone de Purim. So one of the things I want to begin to ask Rabbi Fuchs is like this. Is Megillus, uh, sorry, is um, Metanus, Tynus, <laughs> I'm already in the Purim mode, you can tell like that. Is Tynus Esther, which is obviously coming up this Thursday, which is prior to the uh, the Yontif, because you can't have the Tynus on, on Shabbos or on Erev Shabbos, Right, so we have to have it on Thursday. So the question is: Is Tainus Esther and Bedavka the fact that it's now Doicha that it's this Thursday also? Does that somehow um, 
compound the, the, the idea of the tainus, um as being as stringent as another fast. So Bechlal and Befrat, is it in general as stringent as another tainus? And the fact that it's also moved up to Thursday, which is a couple of days before Purim, does that mitigate also in terms of the, the stringency or not, Rabbi Fuchs? Rabbi Eichler, it's a pleasure again to be with you and to be on this uh, on this um, radio program. Uh, you put the question very, very nicely because there are two points, as you uh, as you mentioned. Now, let's start from the beginning, from the from the uh, whole idea of Tanesim. We know in the Torah we have one Tanesim, we have Yom Kippur. That's on the tenth day of Tishrei, and um, the uh, you have to fast, and you and we daven, and there are uh, there are the chamisha inuyim. There is not eating, drinking, and not wearing leather shoes, and etc. That's on Yom Kippur. That that's on Yom Kippur. Yom Kippurim. Yom Yom Kippurim, right? That's the only fast that's according to the Torah. Aside from that, there's a pasuk in uh, in Nevi'im in Zechariah that speaks about arba tanisim. There are four. There are four. Tanisim that are called uh, Tanisim Medivei Seifrim. And those four are Shavasa Tamas on the, the 17th day of Tamas and Sayyim Gedalia, which is the day after Rosh Hashanah, and Asar Bateves, <coughs> and, uh, and of course Tishabov. Now, Tishabov, as we know, has the um, mostly the, uh, the stringencies of Yom Kippur. The other three of the four Tanisim are called, uh, you know, they are the um, uh, the three out of the four Tanesim that have been recited from that's much less uh, stringent than Tishabov, but still, you know, there are, there are certain uh, stringencies. Tainas Esther, on the other hand, is not brought down in that Pasuk, and it's mentioned first in Mesech Tisayfrim. And it's it's only said it's only mentioned as yesh misan and some people fast on the, on this day that's called Tainus Esther. Therefore, in uh, to start off with, it's very kal, and especially now, as you said, that it's a muktam, that it's a, that it's not on the day that it's it's not on the initial, the original day that 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 the uh, that the minig was to fast on Yud Gimel uh, Adar. So it's a very kal. So the halacha would be that even if you're a if you're a little sick and don't feel good, right? And of course, a, a an expecting woman, an expecting woman, and a and a nursing woman wouldn't fast on this Thursday. Okay. Now, speaking of um, of the ladies, we know that um, Shabbos prior to Purim is Parsha Zachar. Now, that would be a mitzvah, obviously, that's mangroma, that has a designated set time. Yet, we know that many women do go and actually feel obligated to go. So, the question is, are women obligated to hear Parsha Zohar? So, um, there is a mitzvah, dear Rice, as you mentioned, to hear Parsha Zohar. The reason why is because it says in the Torah, Zohar is asher amolik, remember, what Amalek did for you, and the Gedera Shitcha Hashem gave us a present of Shitcha, of uh, forgetting things so we could forget uh, uh, bad things and, uh, and um, uh, sadful things that happened to us. Shitcha happens after 12 months. So the Chacham will learn out from there that the mitzvah, Minatayra, of uh, laying Pajazachar is once a year. Now, we do it on... Um, the uh, the week before Purim because that's the spirit since uh, Purim is um, is is Haman who came from Amalek so we remember Amalek then the week before Purim so the mitzvah of of uh, Zohar is really not a mitzvah sasei shehazman grama that has a designated time it's in essence a constant mitzvah sasei to always remember we just do it by uh, by leading Minat Torah, and that is, and that works out that the best time is now before Purim. So, in essence, it's it wouldn't be a mitzvah shaz So it would make sense to say, and the, and some poskim do say that it's a mitzvah midiyar also for women. 
The other hand, uh, the uh, other place can say that there are two mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah of mechias Amalek, of um, erasing the name of Amalek and fighting Amalek and killing, and killing Amalek. And that mitzvah is definitely only for men because ladies don't go out to Muhammad, according to the title. Tell that to the Medina today. <laughs> right, right, unfortunately. And then there's another mitzvah of Zachor, of remembering. So uh, some of the poskim do say that the two mitzvahs are intertwined, and only those who have the mitzvah of uh, fighting Amalek have the mitzvah of remembering Amalek. It seems that in years of old, the, uh, the minig was not to be mocked about ladies going to shul and, and hearing zachar, but now as time went on, and in our days, it seems like everyone is, uh, uh, the minig really is, um, to be mocked and to go uh, and to, for, for all, even ladies and the children, to hear Parsha Zachar. Okay. Now, we also have this Moshe Shabbos is, uh, is Purim itself, uh, Purim coming in directly after Shabbos, and that raises the question of um, preparation for Megillah reading prior to, Shab- prior to the end of Shabbos, and also bringing the Megillah to Shul. So how does this work exactly? Can one bring the Megillah to Shul before, uh, before Shabbos is out officially, in a place that has an Erev? And also, can children begin to, to get dressed and come in their costumes to, to Shul prior to Shabbos being out? I mean, what's the time frame? How long do you have to wait exactly? And, and how does that work in terms of carrying the Megillah to Shul before we've actually done Marib? On this, there really are two issues that are uh, spoken about in the Paiskim. Firstly, there's a machlekes brought down. The, uh, the pre-chadash on, on Shulchan Aruch says that uh, and in, equates not letting the Megillah on Shabbos to not blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, which is the Gzeira that Rabbah in the Gemara said that maybe you'll go and, and you'll bring the shofar uh, uh, through a Rosh Hashanah to, uh, to ask your Rebbe uh, to teach you how to do it, so that, uh, and that Gezeira is also uh, on Megillah. So the Pichadosh says that the, uh, because of the, the Gezeira's Rabbah, the Megillah would actually become Muktza on Shabbos. The Primagodim brings the elder Rabbah that says that it's Mutter, it doesn't become Muktza because a, a Shafer, if not for the Mitzvah, you can't play with it and you can't uh, blow it. Masha'en Kain a Megillah, you could learn from it. So it wouldn't become Muktzah. Some place can say that even the Pichadosh was only talking about a Tesvav Adr that falls out on Shabbos. That on that day, in Eretz Yisrael, where it happens, it, it is also to play in the Megillah, and that's when the Pichadosh is talking about that it's Muktzah. So um, the Mishnah Brewer um, seems to say that out's Muktzah, we don't pass in like the Pichadosh, and, it's, uh, and uh, you could, you could uh, move around the, the uh, Megillah because of Muktza. But then you have the other problem that you mentioned about Hachana. We know that, uh, that it's always also to be made and to prepare from Shabbos to Chayol, and even from Shabbos to Yantif, it's also to, uh, to prepare. Right? We know the only time that it's Muktza to prepare is with the Erev Tashilin from Yantif to Shabbos. But um, Shabbos to Chayol, Shabbos to a weekday, is always also. So... Uh, getting dressed up for Purim before the, this man that you always hold uh, on Matzari Shabbos, um, you uh, would be would be usher. You can't dress up. In in most places, what they do is that they daven Mayrev a little later, and they go straight into Megillah to give enough time for people to uh, to get uh, into their Purim clothing and. Into the, for the children to get into the costumes and to carry the Megillah, or in some places where the shul is near the house, they would daven Mayiv, and then give it a break to go home and to, and to change in. By the way, speaking of, um, of the, the, the Tainus, the fact that Shushan Purim in Yerushalayim is on Monday this year, do they also uh, do the Tainus on Thursday, or do they do it on, on Sunday? They do it on Thursday also because on Sunday it's also to fast because of uh, because of Purim. Ah, okay, great. Now, in terms of where a person should go to hear Megillah, a lot of people have their local steeple that they like to go to, and 
you know, Machtemish, they, they like going to that shul, but uh, is there a preference, actually a halachic preference, or is there a, uh, a leeway where a person can simply where, where they go? But is there actually uh, some type of, um, I don't know if I would say halachically, but is there a is there a, a guideline as to where a person should go to hear the Megillah? So there is a mitzvah and an Indian of brave um Hadras Melech, and especially where it comes to pursuing Nisa, to uh, glorifying Hashem's name because of the Nase that happened, that you should go to a uh, to a to a tzibur. The uh, the poets can speak that um, um, if if one wants to make a minion uh, in his house, even if it's a minion kavua, a minion that you have every every Friday night, right? But it's in the house; it, it's not in the shul. You should refrain from the uh, from doing that because of brave um hadras melech. But in a shtibel, in a in a in a, in a in a in a shul, even if it's not a large shul, Mishnah Rua says that we're not mechayev all the shuls to go to the biggest shul mm-hmm. in town to be uh, to be yitz megillah, but. Um, I would assume that if, if one sometimes davens in a yeshiva, in a, in a large yeshiva or, or a large shul, and sometimes he goes Friday night to a, to a shtibel, so for him himself, it might be better for him to go to his, to his regular place, which is a large place because of Rebbe Hadras Melech. And certainly if he goes there, he'll be adding to Rebbe Hadras Melech by, by his presence. Now, who should go to hear the... Um, the Megillah, meaning we talked about women going to Parsha Zachar, but do they have to hear Megillah? And what about children that are under the age of, of Bar Mitzvah? So, the Megillah, even though it's a it's a Yisman Grama, it's a set time. It's a it's a set time that you that you lay. But there's a there's a halacha that anything that uh, that they were was done because of a nace and af hein hoyu they were also involved. In the nace that happened, they have a obligation to go as well. So ladies do have a chiv to go and hear the Megillah. And therefore, girls that are, that are young, you know, we always bring our boys to shul because of chinuch. So girls that are on the bas mitzvah also, when they, when they uh, reach the, the age of chinuch, they would also have a mitzvah to go. The, the, um, the Mishnah Brewer, though, says at length, he points out that we know that there are four psukim that we say out loud in shul. He said the purpose of that is to, is to awaken the children and to get the children involved. And it's a mitzvah for every adult to say those psukim with the children to get him into it, to get him and her into it. And he says, and he looks down on the people that uh, that uh, bring their bring their children to shul only to stamp out the name Haman. He said, of course, when it comes to Haman, they should stamp out the name Haman like they like they always do. But that shouldn't be the priority. It's the chiv of the parents to be mechanach the children to hear the story and to get them involved in the story. It's interesting because I know in in one shul in particular, I, I remember they were pretty mocked but not to emphasize the stamping because it got in the words. It got in the way of hearing the words of the Megillah, and that raises the question of what, a, what about if a person misses a word or two during the reading of Megillah? Um, the uh, Mik Megillah is not like every other Kriyas uh, Atayra that, that you can miss words. Like That was a very good point that, that you're pointing out. You must hear every single word of Megillah. The Halacha, though, is that even though you must hear uh, and you must lean from a Megillah Kesher, from a Kasher Megillah that's written on parchment, um, but you could, uh, you could read a few words, even uh, al peh, even uh, not from a, from a regular Megillah. So if you miss uh, a word, even, even a few words, even a sentence, even a Pasuk, one can read it from a Chumash. But that does mean that d- through the whole Megillah, it's, it's, uh, it's very important to be looking in either either in a Megillah Kshera, right, or, into, or a, at least into a Chumash, follow along, just in case you don't hear a word, you could say that word or say that Pasuk that you missed because, um, because of the noise. Are there um, different halachas when, when laning the Megillah, a second laning, for, um, for instance, for a woman or for uh, a person, whether it's a man or a woman, who is a chayla, who might be in the hospital? So, uh, so let's dissect that question. Let's first uh, uh, speak about a man who, uh, who uh, couldn't be by the 
for the laying of the tzibur. If a man knows how to lay him by himself, then the best thing is that he should lay him by himself and not hear from somebody else that be uh, because uh, hearing the Megillah is like tefillah. Tefillah, only a chazan could be moitzi other people, l'chatchila, not be yachid. If he can't, then he could also hear it from a, from, a, from a different individual. But the best thing is, if he knows how to lean, then lean it by yourself. Obviously, if people don't know how to lean, then they couldn't even be yachid, even napatzibur, hear from, hear from other people. Yeah, now, laning doesn't necessarily mean doing it with the trap, right? It just means re- reading it. Is that correct? Or, or to be yotzi, the, uh, the laning, you have to do it with the trap. Well, I guess lechatchila, right, um, you should lay it from the trub. Therefore, if, if one knows how to read it and not from the trub, then he should probably hear it from somebody else. That's mm-hmm. already called Bidyevid, and he should hear it from somebody else. There, um, there are numerous other mitzvahs mm-hmm. of the day. Also, um, we know there's the Suda, there's hearing Megillah, and um, there are Mashalach Manas, there's the, uh, the Mishta, and there's Matanas um, Levyonim. So let's talk for a moment about how does a person fulfill lahatchila, the mitzvah of matanas levyonim? How much money are uh, is somebody required to give? We also know uh, some people have said they're going to use misa money for it. The question is, can you use misa money for it, or is it a separate mitzvah? And uh, and lamaisa, no pun intended. How much money does a person have to give to fulfill the mitzvah of matanas levyonim? The Yipaisim say different things about how much money actually one must give. Either uh, some say one dollar closer to a pruta. Some say that you should buy a. Uh, they should be able to buy some kind of of meal uh, with it. So that would be five closer to to five or ten dollars. The Mishnah Brewer though does make a a point out of saying that the um, that it's a mitzvah to be to be married, to give more mitzvahs lev yainim. Than, uh, than to spend the money on the uh, well to spend more money on matanas levyonim than mashlech manas and the suda and he says a a ma'amar chazal she'ein simcha gedayla did no bigger simcha elo lesmeach levaniim yisayim v'al manas to make happy the the, the hearts of uh, of poor people and uh, and yisayim uh, and amanas um, because that's important to the shchina and you should be doyim to the shchina because Hashem likes being with. Uh, Ruach Shefolem, and likes making people, uh, uh, bringing uh, simcha to people. So the uh, uh, the Eitzah, yes, first give some uh, 5 and $10, make sure you're to the mitzvah, but then uh, throughout the day, you should give tzedakah, and sometimes uh, well, what I try to do is figure out how much we're spending on Meshlech uh, Manas, and on the Sudas Purim, and make sure to give at least more than that to Matanas Lev how much, um, how much does a person have to give, or what does a person have to give in terms of mishalaf manas? You know, what kind of foods and what's required um, to to give? And is the shiur of mishalaf manas? Also, I noticed that some people will will give milkics, like uh, milk chocolate and things like that, from mishalaf manas. I'm just wondering if if that's something which lahatkila would fulfill the requirement. But is there a shear to mishalaf manas and Really, what uh, what are the kinds of foods that we have to give it to? And also, this idea of giving mishalach manas to so many people is a wonderful idea. It creates achdus, but you just said, uh, Rabbi Fuchs, that it's preferable to take that and designate more of that to matanas levyanim. But um, really, how, how can a f- person fulfill mishalach manas lahat chila uh, without feeling that he's deprived of anybody of anything? I mean, do you have to give 50, 100? Do I mean... What, what, what fulfills the requirement, and specifically, what kind of foods? The mitzvah of Mishleach Manas is giving two different, two minim, two, two foods, or, or food and drink, to one person. Uh, Agav, there's a, there's a myth that, that the people um, uh, always hear, that you must give two brachas. The foods with two different brachas. That's what you, um, people always hear. Mm. People come from school hearing that. It's a uh, there's uh, the best of, of uh, my knowledge and the, and the knowledge of my colleagues that I that I've spoken to. That's a myth, because when the when the mechaber of the shulchan aruch when the uh, when Rav Yisroel wrote in the shulchan aruch about mashleich manis, he says two kinds of meat, 
and both kinds of meat are the same bracha shahakail. So it's some kind of a myth that the, that the grew from somewhere, but uh, you don't have to make sure that there are two different brachas in the Shlachmanis. You mean you would say shecht hakol yebedvar. As long as long as it was shechted properly, you don't have to say a different bracha. <laughs> right. So the uh, so uh, the the mitzvah is g- giving two minim, two either a food and a drink, or two different kinds of foods to one person. Obviously, um, the the mitzvah is to make people happy. The mitzvah is to go and bring ava, ba'ach v'shalom reis, and to bring a, a, a friendship. So as you as parents you said, you know that uh, we should uh, remember not to to neglect the mitzvah of matanas levyim and and uh, make sure to to do that. Very nicely, but um, uh, the more shalom vereis that you, that you do is also good. You know, it's uh, it's good to uh, to uh, make everybody happy. Now, once we're on the on the topic of mishleach manas, um, both men and women are chayiv in the mitzvahs in in the, in all the mitzvahs on Purim. So you should make sure that the that uh, you send some and your wife sends some and your children send some to make sure that the, that that everyone's mekayim the mitzvah. The Ratchil also, since it says mishleach manas, sending manas, right, the poskim say that Ratchil you should you should do it through a shliach, through a messenger. That messenger doesn't have to be a a gadol, it could be a cotton, it could be children. That's why the minig is to send the children out to bring the shalach manas, so it should be a shliach. Now I have heard Rabbi Hughes, though, that even though it does say that. Have you seen the day that says, really, you should give it yourself? There were some, I think, that were mocked to only give it themselves. Are you familiar with that? Did you ever see anything on that? I did, I did hear it, that there's an Indian Badafka that you should do it through yourself and not through a shaliach. I'm not sure if, I, if I've seen that inside, about giving it, giving it uh, dafka yourself. Um, I'm not familiar with that. Okay, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I did hear it recently, and um, I, I, that might be something you want to check out with your with your local Pesach as well. I did hear that there were some um, very Hashiva Gedolei Torah that were actually, um, I don't know if I would say Makhbit, but they did make it a point to uh, to do it by themselves. But, and, but one thing we would say for sure, is this right, Rabbi Fuchs, that a man should give to a man and a woman should give to a woman. Yes, that is spoken about in the post the head here, that, that you shouldn't give to the, to the opposite, that a man should not give to a woman, especially if the woman is not married, uh, because that could be a self-accredition. It, it could be looked upon and, uh, as, uh, as giving, giving, giving money to, to marry that woman. Um, so that's why the Mishnah Brewer says that, you should give, uh, that a man should give to a man. Dafka. Okay, now, getting to the Suda, a couple of things I wanted to ask you. What is the best time to do it? I know some people actually do it during the morning, uh, which is interesting, but what's the best way to fulfill the mitzvah of the Suda? A couple of questions that I had along those lines were, which you and I talked about a little bit earlier, which, which is, um, is the mitzvah of getting drunk only vis-a-vis at the time of the Suda? And... Um, the, uh, the the concept of um, of what you would get drunk at should a person be doing that at the suda uh, is that lathila through yayin could it be done through something else would f- would uh, sleeping fulfill any part of that and um, you know along those lines let's talk about how a person should fear tish at the suda. So uh, first things first, yeah, the uh, the timing of the suda. Uh, the uh, it does say that the Mishnah Brewer brings down that the um, that the suda should the be on the day of Purim. Uh, Start at the the um, the is ba'odayem gadol when it's still day, not like shalosh shudas that you just wash right before shkia and you go into the night. If you go into the night, that's fine and dandy. That's perfect. It's a it's a it's a mitzvah to be to be uh, uh, for for both days for Purim and for Shushan Purim. But, but not the night before. I mean, right. a person that shouldn't think they're sitting down to a suda and now the shir exactly is exactly the the Purim suda has to be on the day of Yudalad 
and it could go into the night of Yudalad, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't be like you're saying the night before Yudalad, and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't start the night after Yudalad, it should be B'yoyim um, Purim, and of course it could go um, well into the night, that's fine. Now, the, uh, the, the, it does say also that uh, one should uh, start the Suda with a Divrei Torah and say, and the, and the, the, uh, the Suda should be a Torah Suda. The, the getting drunk shouldn't be Chas Shalom a Hoylilis, or it shouldn't be, um, uh, and Rechlan to come for to Taruvis. The purpose of getting drunk is to be Mishabach to Hashem. And the purpose of uh, why Dafka wine is because the the um, the sudas of Achashverosh and the suda of of uh, of, of Esther, all the nisim of uh, Purim came through came through wine. So through wine, we're supposed to go and say shvachum to Hashem and thank Hashem for the nace of of Mordechai and, th- and thank and thank Hashem for for saving us from from Haman and from and from Achashverosh. But the um, so. Uh, that's why dafka wine and the uh, but the wine should you should be control of yourself and of the wine it shouldn't take control of you and do things that you don't want to regret afterwards absolutely you know we started by talking about the the comparison of uh, Purim to Yom Kippur he said uh, Yom Kippurim could you could you talk a little bit about that for a moment in terms of the chashivas of the day in terms of tefillah and what it's able to pile in terms of Yeshua's and how we should have that in mind and what we might be able to uh, to accomplish and and how we can optimize all the mitzvahs of the of the day that all these things are are a means toward the end of saying thank you to Kadosh Baruch Hu for the for the nisim that he that he did then and how we can somehow connect this idea of Yom Kippurim. I once heard from uh, a shmuz from Matisio Solomon. I believe he was saying over from the Vilna Gaon that um, every mitzvah, every I'm sorry, every yomtiv, there is a, uh, a we have chatzil lachem mm-hmm. and chatzil Hashem here for you and here for Hashem. Yom Kippur, Yom Kippurim is kuli Hashem. So the Vilna Gaon says that Purim is the lachem. Of Yom Kippur, the um, the uh, way of getting close to Hashem on Yom Kippur through Tefillah, the we make up on Purim and through and through Mishta we get close to Hashem. That's a, so. The, it's an extension of the previous question that you asked about about this the Sudas Purim that the that the Sudas Purim is uh, should should make you through through drinking and eating. And uh, saying over the Nisim, and saying over the saying over the Torah of how of how Hashem loved us and how Hashem brought such a uh, such a nace to us, and the fact that they were kim of the kiblu that through the nace of Purim they had a bigger kabbalah satayra than on, than on Har Sinai, right? That could get you on this, uh, to the to the levels that one reaches um, at Neila on on Yom Kippur. Rabbi Mordechai Fuchs, I want to thank you again for the extremely informative and, and helpful uh, insight into how we should celebrate the upcoming Chag of, of Purim, to remember Shem that we should celebrate Din, and that we should be able to make somebody else happy, put a smile on somebody else's face, and Shem will see many, many Yeshuas, and it's a day of, of Tefillah where a person can accomplish what you just said, through the through the the mitzvahs of the day, on Purim, that which perhaps a person couldn't even reach on Yom Kippur, and through another way, may we see all the Yeshuas that uh, the Abishta has in store for us this year, and may it be the beginning of uh, the coming of Mashiach, and all the Yeshuas that will come with that Bekarov. Thank you very much for Ray Mordechai Fuchs. Thank you for the uh, for the schus of being able to uh, be with you on this program. Cover Guttle, the Abish is self invited. This is Perez Baruch Eichler. Thank you very much for joining us.